This is the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Fur Neiman. If you're looking to generate wealth and passive income in the lucrative world of mobile home parks, you're in the right place. You'll discover solutions to the common legal and operational pitfalls and how to optimize parks to maximize income. Your host is in the trenches. He's a real estate attorney, financial analyst, and mobile home park investor and operator. Now, let's turn it over to Ferd Neiman. Welcome back, Mobile Home Park Nation. Ferd Neiman here again, the Mobile Home Park Lawyer. Today's guest, he's a digital marketing expert, but he's also an MHP owner and operator, just like me, just like lots of you. He's going to share some, some secrets of the industry from the marketing side, some of the tips and tactics to make your MHP business better, more profitable, more efficient and ultimately get to your goals. Please help me welcome my guest, Jonathan Tuttle. Jonathan, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Big, uh, big advocate. I love your podcast. I listen every week, so it's, I mean, it's an honor to be on here. Hey, great. If you would have said otherwise, I would have deleted this content and you would have been out, but uh, thanks for the compliments. Uh, interested to hear more about your story. Uh, tell us a little bit about, about your background and how you got an MHP, and then we'll dive more into the into the weeds as to how you can, you can help our listeners. Perfect, yeah. So been in the mobile home park space through my dad we've been in it about 15 years uh so we got our first park 15 years ago and i just really fell in love with the space because it was you know when i used to tell my friends i was like him hey, you know i really love mobile home parks like what are you talking about <laughs> and then now everyone kind of knows about it as your listeners do probably it's become now you're, the, the, now, you're the cool, now, you're the cool, now you're the cool kid right yeah exactly it went from like the weird to like oh let me let me know more <laughs> yeah, I can relate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, which is kind of cool to see the transition over the last 15 years. Uh, I've been I brokered for a few years uh, with with uh, one of the big uh, brokerage houses, and then we own currently uh, currently two parks. And then I also have a uh, Midwest Park Capital is my uh, mobile home park fund, and we're doing our first raise right now. So that's kind of my background in the space. Been it for a while. I try to get all the trade shows. So some people might recognize me from like Louisville. I was at Texaco this year. It's a great show. Uh, I was supposed to speak on the MH Congress Expo. So some of the stuff I'm going to present on this is actually some of the stuff I was going to speak on stage. So it should be actionable insights for your audience. Hey, excellent. I'm looking forward to it. Tell us, tell us more about marketing. I think marketing, I think MHP gets a little bit of a bad rap and it may be warranted that we're not, we're 10 years behind multifamily oh, yeah. or we're or 20 years behind something else. So help us get up, get out of the dark ages and get into the internet age here and help uh, <laughs> give us some, give us some of the, maybe give us your, your couple you know, immediate tips and tactics that we can use to, you know, without having to be an expert in marketing that we can do to enhance our web presence, enhance our marketing. Um, so tell us what you got, man. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, because I could go really granular, but I also want to keep it so like in a, in a way that audience could, you know, can implement today without getting too confusing. Uh, the main thing with digital too, we got to keep in mind is it comes down to psychology and these algorithms are based on psychology. Like with the elections we've seen recently, you either agree with what you see in the timeline or you completely disagree. So kind of keep that in mind when anytime you're doing any marketing online, the more you put it towards one bias, people are going to really resonate with it. So when you're putting your content out there, you ever see like the posts that get the most likes, it's always like the most, it's all one-sided. The algorithms love that. It's basically the algorithms are built on biases and engagement. Um, so psychology is the number one thing when it comes to marketing is just understanding your audience. So for Facebook is the most effective. And it's nowadays because Facebook went public, obviously it was five, six years ago. And then as we all know, how much everyone's been spending on Facebook ads, it's made it so profitable. They basically got everyone hooked on it. It's free. Right. I don't make, make a business page. Oh yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know what? Now you basically got to pay to play most likely. Everyone sees like you get 
only so much, you know, is showing your timeline before five years ago, every single post would show up on there. It was great, but they want to monetize it. They want everyone to get hooked. Uh, so kind of have that mindset when you're doing marketing, it does involve some money. Uh, the one advantage too you could use right now, but I think eventually it's going to happen. Facebook always monetizes everything. So marketplace, you know, like a lot of people talk about like, if you're a traditional mom and pop owner, a lot of them still do use a local newspaper. It's the same premise as that. It's basically like putting in a, like a little classified, but you're using digital, which is a lot more powerful because you could see how many people viewed it, how many people responded to it in, the, in real time. They can message, which basically means they can message you or your, you know, your office manager in real time basically sends them instant message and they can communicate and you can actually just see what they're saying, which is huge because, you know, one of the big complaints with, uh, you know, some people is with their office manager is I can't keep track of what they're doing. So, but uh, yeah, so you give me more context for give some ideas. Facebook marketplace is free right now. I think eventually they'll start charging. You could do a boost, which is basically put more eyeballs on it. Basically would be like putting in one ad, but you in like you put in multiple newspapers, kind of the same concept with marketplace. We recommend any of your, you know, if you're trying to get rid of some of your park owned homes, perfect spot to test it out. And the cool thing is your most of your competitive markets, uh, other parks aren't using it unless it's a sophisticated right. institutional owner. So you could command a higher price because you have more visibility and the whole, you know, people see that it's on the feed. So they get excited about it. So you have a really engaged audience by the time they come in, you actually have the leverage, you know, basically leverage and marketing. You could say, Hey, you could command a higher price, which we've noticed just from based on research. Now that's great. Yeah, we're big fans of Facebook Marketplace. A few years back, I was doing the boosting. And mm -hmm. it, I, I heard from someone else or my assistant, she's, she's kind of a marketing person. And she said, basically, you're wasting your money on boosting them. Just do it on Marketplace. It's more organic. And in her opinion, the algorithm favored the Marketplace to free content. Would you agree with that? Or is, 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 was that always the case? Is it, is it now the case? Or, or is it not the case? Well, this is just a fancy way of saying, anytime you're on Facebook and you see the ads in your feed or anywhere else online, online that's using the business manager the marketplace is just the classified like basically like the online newspaper version uh they have a boost in there which basically is like hey you could see this more you could, more people could see this aka there's more newspapers handed out to people basically in generic terms so but the business the business manager page i don't Kristen may know how to use that kind of stuff on our team but i don't i don't frankly do much of that it side is that how expensive is that and is that better than the boosting is it better than the marketplace or, or not yeah, that's, uh, that's where all the data is. So, you know, Facebook collects hundreds of thousands of data points. They, they know about you more than you know about yourself. Right. <laughs> that's right. why people are like, why is this ad showing? How do they know? Yeah, yeah they know. I know because Alexa is listening. I, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. They take that down and they sell it back to advertisers. So we could actually pick behaviors and they're a little bit less on that because of housing. Uh, housing and credit, they actually had to pull back because they had all these lawsuits. This, whatever this airs. Remember last week they had the whole Senate hearing with like, you guys control too much data. Right. Well, basically you could take that data and find your target ideal prospect. So you could have some basic ads running, not in the uh, booster on the marketplace, but on the regular feed. And what you want to do is you want to prime, Malcolm Gladwell calls priming your audience. Right. So if you have a bigger park, let's say you have 100, 250 units, just run ads interview some of your testimonials like hey this is a great community do some videos like hey this is a great safe place I'll put all those objections and all the benefits and then they're already excited to see you and you do you could do it for if you in layman's terms 
it could be, you could put five, 10, $20 a day. Five or 10 would be, but when you, it's called retargeting. So after you see it, then you see follow-up messages. That's where it gets a lot cheaper. So if you do, this is a really advanced tip. And if you probably need a social media person, but on the targeting side, what you do is you do people's reactions or video playthrough video views, which that means is people that do like, comment, or share, target those people because it's going to be way cheaper. Facebook likes engagement. They want people to be on there longer. The longer they're on there, the more ads they can serve, the more money they make, which makes right. sense. And the video views, you could have like a, a part drive-through video or you can have testimonials. And if they watch 50 or 75% of it, even if it's like 30 seconds, they watch 15 seconds, that means they're highly likely. You could follow up with those people for pennies if you do the right target in the back end. Absolutely. So that's just a really way to get people really excited about and you get to handle any objections. And you could have those running kind of all year round in five to 10 bucks a day. If you have a bigger park or if you have a lot of units, I recommend a lot more, obviously. But for any right. park owner that has that size, and then when you put something on the marketplace, like, hey, is that that really nice park I always see on Facebook that all these people say it's great? Right. So now you've already pre-sold them. And then they're going to be like, if your other park competitor is not doing that, like, oh, I heard, I heard, you know, Johnny's park over there is so nice. Everyone's talking about it. And what is the algorithm like? The algorithm puts it in front of people that want to see it the most. And so they're pre-sold by the time they come in there. Even though if they're between you and your competitor park, you'll have a lot higher occupancy and you'll have a lot more demand in your park by doing that technique. No, no, that's that's great, and I, I think we we try to do that too. A lot of times, it's like yeah, it's, it's I call it the leasing plan. We've got a we've got a written leasing plan, and what you're talking about is the the, the, the welcome, the the war, you're making a cold call, a cooler call, a warm call, exactly. a warm customer. So the first time they show up, they're like, hey, I've heard about you. And the referral, I, my in my business, you know, legal side and on the MHP, the referral is the warmest warmest lead you can get, right? So that you say, hey, my friend Jonathan, he's already living in the park. I heard you got a new home coming in. Can I get on the waiting list? Can I, you know? I've got homes right now that are already sold. The home's yeah. not even built yet. So I can't even get it through 21st mortgage because there's no VIN because the home's not under construction for five weeks. But people have already, I've had that referral, that warm lead. So I think that's great that you're getting in front of people, you know, kind of spam, if you will, on the Facebook. I think that's that's a, that's a smooth, uh, great strategy. And yeah, I, I'm not the social media person, but, but my assistant, Kristen, is pretty savvy. So I know she, she's going to love, like, this is what I've been telling you. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's your light. Do your light. Yeah. Send me the zoning stuff. I'll, I'll get in the code and, you know, dork out on uh you know permits and zoning but that's great stuff so that's kind of um something every park owner can implement fairly easily some of that on their own some of that they yeah, may need somebody like Kristen or you you know to do the, the, the social media marketing stuff what other tips do you have um that, that we can do to even even drill down even further to maximize our, our occupancy maximize our revenue and ultimately the valuation of the parks yeah exactly so yeah 100 percent. and just have somebody knows what they're doing that's the key with that uh You'll find some lazy people out there, but you have somebody that's full-time, but just make sure you do a little research when you're, because there's some people out there who have really low standards. It's kind of a bad stigma in our industry. Right. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, but then there's other people that are just experts. So, but uh, one thing you do on your business page, manage, like on the business page, the settings, put your profanity filter high. It's on the settings on the top. Uh, also, you could put in negative like words that you don't want on there. So you could have like any something that, that would say something bad, like, oh, this park sucks or owner, terrible owner, you know, anything bad, you put those words on there and those posts won't show up on the paid ads and it won't show up on your personal page. So you're basically eliminating negative comments. Just think of a list. You can put as many as you want on there. Put all the negative words on there and so you won't have negative comments and take reviews off too because you can't go back and reviews. And I've seen, because we've managed some pretty big clients, I've seen comp uh, competitors sabotage, not really in the mobile home park space, but like, for example, we used to do a lot of plastic surgeons. A competitive do doctor would have pay people to write negative reviews and like, 
this person's like in Africa. They didn't even, they've never been here. Right. Right. <laughs> like you could see the IP, like they would do that, but you could have a sabotage. So we recommend not even having reviews on Facebook because somebody could just be in our space too. People that don't even live there, just like, oh, I don't like it. Cause it's like, you know, I live across the street and makes my house, you know, I don't like looking at it. And they put a review on your site and now you have that and you can't take it off. So, right, now, what, now can you can you counteract that with positive reviews? Like I, right now in Kansas City, I've got the, the highest reviewed park, and in part because my manager is always like, "Will you give us a review? Will you give us a review? Will you give us a review." But my brothers may or may not have also made a review. Like right, so I'm pushing positive reviews by having friends and family, you know, get me to the top of the list. Can does does that does that strategy mitigate the the, the people that are you know carpet bagging you that are your competition, or do you better just have no reviews? Period. There's two ways to do it. We, we do this with Google. We do like a free Google review. What you do is you have anybody that you already know that likes the park, just have them go on there and give them some kind of incentive or have a contest like, hey, everyone you know, pre-qualify and make sure before they post. And then like whoever, you know, we're going to do a, you know, we're putting reviews on Facebook, but have them pre-qualify, have your assistant park manager pre-qualify. So only the best ones to have them submit it to email and like, okay, then improve and put it on Facebook and be like, Hey, you're entered into a contest and we'll give a hundred dollar, you know, restaurant gift card. We kind of do that same with Google. You have your best and like highest fans basically. And you do that with Google reviews too. So you kind of give them incentive to do it, but right. also you have to like pre-qualify. So nobody puts a bad review on there. So, and what that also does is the more positive reviews comparatively, if you do have one or two negatives, obviously, you know, it's out of five, you know, you could bring that average up just by the, the sheer philosophy. And if you have 100, 150 units and you get 30 positives and you have one negative, now it just rolls off. Nobody's right. So, but if you have like a community where it's, it's just a really bad, that was a great question, by the way. But if you just have a really bad uh, stigma and like it's like everyone hates the product and you take it over, just probably just keep the reviews off because that's a losing battle. Yeah, I've actually, when I've taken over some parks and they have that kind of stigma, and that's what we, what we typically do is we just rebrand the park. We get a new, yep. it stinks because you got to get a new Google review page and you got to get the stupid postcard to verify it. And if there's no office or situs address, like I've got a self storage park next to my, one of my mobile home parks, but there's no, there's no manager, there's no office, there's no address for self storage. So we put up a fake mailbox and you gave it an address. <laughs> and then so Google sent the, it's the only piece of mail that's ever going to go to that mailbox. Right. Put it in the ground. And it still took like five attempts. But then we can become Google verified, but mm -hmm. we're, re we're rebranding it because the other, you know, the other guy had a, it was, it was, it was like such an, uh, an insurmountable hill. Yep. We got to get, we got to get new signage. We had to change the street names with the fire department because the streets ran kind of after the park. So it was, it was a labor of love. But in that instance, we felt like it was worth it because we wanted, and we did change the parks. So the park was better, but the reputation online, nobody wanted to come look at us. They'd say, there's so many meth heads in this park and tweakers. Also, no. We got rid of all drug people. It's it's clean. It's great. We got new houses, but you, it's hard to shake a reputation, right? And in the industry, in this industry especially, it's hard to shape a stick, shake a stigma. So, I think that uh, these are these are definitely good tactics that our our listeners will enjoy. So yeah, no, hundred percent right. And I love that idea uh, with the rebranding. And you can actually it helps you on the negotiation side. You're like, hey, this is not uh, when you're acquiring a park. Like, look, I just looked online. Like, I can't give you the, you know the asking price because look at. Like people right. don't want to come here. And then you turn around day one, hey, this is a new park. Yeah. <laughs> also too, also too, if you have with your property management, if you're like you know, on site, uh, for transparency, obviously we, we know about marketplace, but also use like a service call rail uh, and you can record the calls and you can really see if they're doing their job. So we recommend transparency, put the call rail on there to really listen to some of the calls. You don't have to listen to everything, but pick every five or 10 calls and be like, okay, you didn't call this person back. You, this, you were basically hung up on them. 
So get that transparency and keep those managers held accountable. I've not heard of that one. Is that the same as like Grasshopper or Who's Calling? Is that just a competitor or is it a different service? It's actually a, a, a you get a 1-800 number, but you could use it with your paid ads, especially. It's mainly for like Google ads, but you, I don't, yeah, I don't ever really use it with Google. Not be, I, I don't know that aspect. Of, uh, we send traffic there. We do call ads, which are four times cheaper and then record it. So you can see that you hold the property manager accountable. And we recommend that to some like Google ads for any units because those are so Google. And it's high intent. Mobile near me, like mobile home, you know, available near me, just do those keywords in there. But then you have a, a call, a call uh, ad, which is basically four times cheaper than the, so it really goes like, hey, I'm looking for a mobile home near me. And it goes right to your manager office and you record the call. That's great. I'll have to check that one out. We've, we've, we're familiar with who's calling that I think has some of that functionality with recording right. managers. But this seems like it's more integrated with the ads. So it seems like yep. it's probably a, probably a better service. We've got the yeah, it's, it's, it's very cheap too. Okay. Yeah, it's very cheap too. You could you could scale accordingly. They they make it affordable for everyone. It's not like some anybody can get it. So I like this. You're you're bringing us into the into the light ages from the from the Neanderthals that we all are uh, in the <laughs> space. No, I'm kidding. But uh, this is great. Jonathan, this is great. Do you have any other tips or any other tactics you want to share before we part? I'm not trying to cut you short, but you're, you're giving us a lot. I don't know if I'm, I'm taking all, I don't want to take all your special sauce, but if you got more, let us know, man. Sure. Yeah. So I said, uh, definitely in your website, make sure you have a modern website. We didn't really go much in detail on this. And also, uh, you need to have all your compliance and your, your disclaimers is real big nowadays because depending on states, like California is really stingent. I like you running, you know, different advertisements. You have a lot of like language you have to put on there. You could kind of Google like what is the language I need to have on there, um, you know, copy and paste it, have your web developer or your team do it. Uh, but you have a modern website that has you know fresh photos. Uh, it doesn't even have to be. You could use Squarespace or something. If you're a bigger park operator like we've done, the big, you want to have something that you know that manage perceives you in the right perspective. And then when you're taking over a park, one of the first things you do is like they probably don't even have a website. Right. So add a website, put some testimonials on there, have some video if you can. Uh, some high quality photos, get a photographer for one, you know, two hours instead of shooting from an iPhone, pay them a hundred bucks. You'll get a college kid for a hundred bucks. Now you have these beautiful photos on there. You tell why it's good, you know, like inner testimonials, and then give all the benefits of the local community, why you should move there, why this is the best park, why this is would be the next best home for them for the rest of their life. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, websites neglected, like in our industry, like, well, it's tied in. You can do Squarespace or any of those like, you know, really cheap website builders and have pay some college kid to do it or, you know, get an agency to actually build like something if you're a bigger operator, you want something more substantial, but that's an easy one for people. So. Great. That's great stuff, man. Um, anything, anything else? I'm not trying to run you off. The oh, no, yeah. Hey. I would say also, yes. Remember, and then when you're doing the, the, the ads itself, the copy, create a little urgency. So what I do you know, everyone just says like, you know, mobile home near me, three bad, two baths, you know, right. put something like, get some like engagement on there where it's kind of like a little curiosity. So we feel like this is going to go really quick, might be gone by this week. <laughs> we put some like scarcity in there and then people right. are like, oh, is it gone yet? Is it gone yet? So put some of that copy. Can I use, you know, Google some copywriting, but like think of the ads that made you make a decision. It's usually something that it's breaks your, it's, you know, it's called a pattern interrupt. Basically it's, Something like causes you to stop because the average post in Facebook feed is 1.8 seconds. That's about all you see of it. So you ever notice like some of the things that catch your eye, throw an engaging photo, throw a curiosity photo, have something that's a little unique instead of just like the, like the mobile home, like have something like that's why I said, get that photographer in there and then have a copy that's kind of like, Hey, this is, 
too good, too good of a deal to pass up. Yeah. Incredible mobile home. This is lovely houses. You know, like just have something that's really engaging instead of like two bed, three bath, right. fourteen, you know, fifteen thousand dollars. Like, if you saw that, you're like, wow, that I'm not gonna go to that. I want to go the one that's talking about how great it is and like paint the picture of them living inside of it. It's one paragraph. But then at the end say, Hey, this is going to be probably gone. Call us today before it goes. I can't guarantee it will still be, still be available by the time you see this. We put like some like really urgency copy yeah. in there because it will go, but it actually, your life get people mad. Your life get mad when it's, called, it's not there. I'm like, I, I saw it. I, I swear I, I was first. <laughs> now what it, I, I get the urgency. That's a good idea. What, what would it be? The, would this count if I said something like, you know, Fourth of July special this Friday only, something like that. Ties in perfectly. Okay, so that, that would also those work really work. effective. Think of like Taco Bell or pizza. They do like the pizza specials, like this special pizza is only gonna be around, and like, oh my god, I have to buy that pizza every week because right. it's not gonna be around after that. But it also makes sense because it ties in like the McRib. The McRib. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Same. That's what they they get paid a lot of money for that marketing. <laughs> I'm writing this down. Buy one mobile home, get one mobile home half off. All right. Yeah. Great, great tips from Jonathan. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Free barbecue with the purchase of mobile home. <laughs> you ever heard of the, the comedian? I forgot his name. He, he died. Yeah, I forget his name. He had a drilled dry sense of humor, but he, he said, man, Pizza Hut is so cocky. They say, Pizza Hut, we will match all competitor coupons. He's like, so I made this coupon. Bird's Pizza buy one large soda, get a free franchise. And I took it in there. <laughs> they did not honor the coupon. False advertising. You know? Yeah, that's, right? that's funny. It's like, that's kind of a big in here as well. But you know, it's great. Um, what other, any, any other tips for tactics? Yeah, so like going back to the psychology, having the good psychology, having the good website, make sure all your disclaimers on there. Facebook is the most effective. But use, uh, use the business manager, have somebody come in and help you set that up if you're a smaller operator. Uh, don't... I, your, your on-site property management, like, you know, they don't have multiple skill sets, especially if, depending on what you pay them. Right. Um, definitely Google ads. If, you, if you're a bigger operator, Google ads are very effective. And like I said, uh, make sure if you're doing Google ads, have them do negative keywords. So like your ads only show a, a cheaper way to have cost, lower cost is have call ads only. So those are cheaper. Record those calls with call rail. Then also you could put your competitor parks and then you put the copy in it. So if it's a big operator next year, this is really ninja tip. And say, you put in the copy, like best park in the same town. See why we beat that other park. <laughs> and oh, you'll show up one or two on their keywords and it's really cheap. And they're like, they'll click on your ad because why is this better than the other park? It's a great way to get in front of the people you want to and basically kind of ethically steal business from the other that's hilarious. i've never done that i feel like that's like poaching but instead of poaching their houses which is kind of uh taboo it's like no I'm right poaching, same I'm poaching, I'm poaching your ads yeah you gotta make sure you don't you know if you mess with the bowl you make it the orange you gotta you know make sure the operator's not uh, too good or maybe they'll do it back but that's that's yeah different. yeah exactly i mean you could do it in a way to get more eyes you could do, and like kind of with the facebook targeting too like i said target zillow if you're using the business manager obviously the boost is just boost it but the business manager you could target target Zillow, target uh, uh, truly all the real estate ones, and then you'll get your ads in front of people that are looking for regular houses and be like, here's another thing I forgot to mention. See why living in mobile home parks, top five reasons why living in mobile home parks is a way better deal or better value, and then you list it, and then you follow up with another ad called retargeting, testimonial video, uh, or just testimonial picture. Videos actually are cheaper, and then you could, uh, and they, because they get more engagement. Because people see the video, they, they don't just scroll. They're like, oh, what's this? And you have, it's more powerful because you see face-to-face. -face. Uh, and then plus, when you're doing retargeting, you could follow up. Like, if they watch 
then show them the next message. If they haven't watched 50%, keep showing them the first message. You could do some advanced stuff like that. But the whole idea is to basically, and target local apartment, you know, like the same thing with the houses. Right. If you have a lot of garden style units, uh, communities, this is like the modern day, like door knocking slash, but you're doing it through digital and you get the most ROI effectiveness because it's so cheap. Just target the local community and be like, top five reasons why living in our community is better than, you know, a garden style apartment. You don't have neighbors knocking. You don't have people screaming. You have your own lot. You can pull your car up. You don't have to walk upstairs. All these things like, oh yeah. So it lists the objections ahead of time and the benefits. And then you'll, like you said, it's going to warm them up. So that's kind of a, a you know, really good way to get people engaged that might have not considered mobile home park. And then they start thinking like, yeah, that actually sounds really good. Let me go check this out. So no, that's, that's great stuff. You're teaching me some stuff, man. This is, this is great. Appreciate it. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, got, I just got an email. I just got on this email stuff. I thought it was a fad, but I finally have come around and now I'm doing email, but you're, that's taking, another thing. you're taking this next level. Well, that's another thing you could do too. You could put the email list into Facebook. If you have community, all your community, uh, and you could upload that list into Facebook. So Facebook has, like I said, has all the data. You could put that as, oh, actually they got rid of this for, uh, for housing, but up until years ago, you could put your email list and you could say, hey, create a lookalike audience. And they would send the ad, they put the ad in front of people that were most likely people that are in your email list. Oh, but they got, they actually got, that was actually one of the things they pulled with, you know, by the time this comes out, there'll probably be new laws and stuff, but that was one of the, right. it was so advanced. You could literally take your current tenants your current audience email list and say, Hey, Facebook, go find me the other person's like very similar to this person. Right. That's crazy. It's you know, crazy. How, the, how much I knew, they, I, knew they, I knew they changed the laws a couple of years ago on fair housing type stuff. Yep. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Because yep, I, exactly. I used to be able to on my ads and I used to do this myself too. I would, I would go, I'm looking for, you know, young family within 10 miles of this yep. that has two kids, you know, white picket fence and a dog or, you know, whatever I wanted, but obviously like that feels like profiling. And then it could have, I think that the ruling was it, you know, if I'm looking for a young family, well, am I just, I'm just, by nature, I'm discriminating against old families or no families or senior citizens. You know, it didn't give you things like race, religion, creed, or protected classes, but things that were not really protected, they, they deemed to be steering or, you know, discriminatory housing, and, and they got, got rid of it. Is, is that basically what you're talking about, the laws? Exactly. It's basically kind of like redlining when you're brokering. It's like, hey, you're steering. But now the algorithm, every, it's, the more data it collects, it gets smarter. So, like, even the 15-mile radius... Once people start engaging on the ad, it gets smarter and smarter. The case they, because they want to keep people on there, so they want to serve better ads. And if you start getting, you know, likes and comments, you know, they're going to show it to that person more like that. And the algorithm's actually gotten better. That the targeting is less important as it what used to be. The main thing now is just using kind of like the retargeting. That's the biggest, most powerful thing about it is because you could literally target and okay, they saw this ad, now we'll show them something that makes them more, you know, inclined to come to the you know, community or check it out at least or be more aware of it. So it's basically just taking the old school psychology and implementing it into digital and then using these algorithms that basically find the people. And then you can literally say, hey, I put X amount of money into this. Right? They, they basically make you pay to play now. And then right. I get this return. If we're talking, you know, five, $10,000 house at a bare minimum or 50 or 80,000, oh, yeah. it's totally worth it. And I don't see, and I just kind of on the subject here. The, the I've kind of looked at uh, some of the dealership, the mobile home dealers, and some of the uh, the big manufacturers. They're leaving so much money on the table by not I could because we have tools. We could see like they're leaving tons of money on the table by not using some of these techniques. They don't have it's it's pretty amazing. But like you said, this industry is like five or ten years comparatively like behind multifamily or some of the other asset classes. Like our technology 
is just now catching up, like, and still behind. So. I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly, and I feel like we do a good job in our ads. You obviously are doing an exceptional job in your ads, but we regularly are outselling the big boys in the trade areas we go into, and it's like we have better Facebook pages, we have better ads, yeah. we have we, we have we have more active management, you know. And it's like we're kicking their butt, and it's like why? Well, it's, this is one of the key reasons. I mean, yep. like for example, I have parks in Kansas City. Kansas City's a pretty big city. There are 85 parks within 50, 30 miles of the metro. Lot, all the big players are there, except for Sanzel. All the big players are in Kansas City. Guess who has the Facebook page? Kansas City Mobile Home Rentals. Kansas City Mobile Home Sales. All these, I do. So anybody is searching on Google, on Facebook, Mobile Home Kansas City, they're going to find my Facebook page, not the big guys. And then I've got park-specific pages too, and city-specific, you know, suburb-specific pages. i got all these dang Facebook pages. But it's like, how did no one have this one? You can't have two people the same name. How did somebody not already grab this? It just blew me away. No, you're 100% right. I have uh, like 28 uh, business pages myself for the same premise. You set up a page and you create an audience and then you could use like targeting. You could, you basically, and if you do this stuff now, like you're saying, it's your, this is an asset you can control and you can eventually sell it. If you say you get out of the space, you could say you could add value to it because digital is worth so much. They're saying, you know, with the election, like with, uh, not to get political, but with Trump, they said he has more data. If he ever wants to use that for other things, he's got more data all the advertisement than anybody in history. Mm. Uh, and what can you do with them? The same thing, these big operators, I, it's like fascinating that they just think, hey, well, they, they, do, they do do a great job, but they're still leaving a lot of money on the table and just investing in digital, even on a small scale, it's, it pays itself 10 or 20 times over, if not more. It makes everything easy too on top of that. Excellent. This is great stuff, Jonathan. Where, where can our listeners find you if they want to get a hold of you? Uh, what's your website? Or I know you got a bunch of them, but how can, how can our listeners reach out to you? Sure. So we have the Mobile Home Park Fund. It's called Midwest Park Capital, just like it sounds, MidwestParkCapital.com. We also have, they want to see the PPM, MidwestParkCapitalFund.com, just how it sounds. And then my agency is Revenue Ascend, just like it sounds, Revenue Ascend. Sounds good, man. Appreciate it, Jonathan. Thank you for having me. You got Thank it. You. You've been listening to the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Ferd Neiman. Ready to learn more? Go to www.themobilehomelawyer.com for free resources and materials to help you succeed. If you love the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, give us your review, and subscribe today. Thank you for listening. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri nor the Missouri Bar reviews nor approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.